When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. It's the Luke and It is Thursday, and as promised, we are going to be talking about chimpanzees having a bit of a scrap. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Luke, how the devil are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you doing? What's yeah, going on, everyone? Not too bad, mate. I bought a few things. Bought a few things on eBay, mate. You, you talk about your oh, thing yeah? afterwards. I've got to get through this first. No, uh, go on. <laughs> go on. No, I just, I just had a couple of irate tw- texts from my mate Mark. Oh, slagging him off on Monday, but <laughs> I was, I was bigging him up of anything. He's missed, missed a point. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, diving helmet. I bought myself a diving helmet. Of course you did. Course. You're going to put that alongside your Ghanaian 747 but- fuel gauge. <laughs> Which I think is a dildo, by the way. I also, but I, it would look it. I wouldn't put it up the other way because it's got little teeth. But the other way, I'd probably have a crack at getting it up there. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> my my dad, uh, when he was in the Royal Navy, was is that your name for your dad? Now you just call him your diving helmet. <laughs> the, the, the 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 original diving helmet. He uh, he is. Uh, he was on a ship called the Penelope. That was his major ship when he was in the Navy. Right. And I, on eBay, I found this kind of like, you know, the things you see at like in Navy clubs they, they put on the walls. Oh, like all, they... my mates, all my mates had them in their homes, those little plaques, because yeah. all their dads are in the Navy, and they, they yeah. get one, I think, off their ship, and they put it on the wall. Yeah. So I, I got one of them because I'm, 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 I'm trying to move to the coast. So um, uh, my uh, the woman I've asked access to said that I <laughs> Are you moving that... to a lighthouse? <laughs> That'd be amazing if you are. <laughs> said that I should. Said that we should have like a nautical, uh, like like you know when you go to an Airbnb uh, at the seaside. She wants she wants that kind of care. Yeah. And I was like, little little display cases with knots on the wall. I'm in. I'm game. And thus you can tell started... that, um, you can tell the woman you've got access to hasn't had access to you for long enough. I you haven't been living together long enough because yeah. I, there was about a six month window where I was allowed to have 
any kind of say whatsoever on interior design matters. Well, it's not and really now, a say. It's just she, she, she expressed a, an interest in making it look like... But you're like, having an like, input, like, crucially. Well, I've got a credit card. That's the difference, yeah. Luke, and no one can stop me. So I bought a diving helmet. I bought a little model of a ship. Uh, I've bought a train timetable, and I've also bought my dad's, like, my dad's crest. Um, what the fuck has a train timetable got to do with nautical theme? Yeah, a very good point, but I saw it and I wanted it. And, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Fucking, yeah. You're a maniac. The problem is, after a while, what's going to happen is your contribution, if you're anything like my household, and I will say this, the woman, the, the, the partner I have access to <laughs> is um, is amazing at interior design. Like, she's brilliant. Yeah. I'm nowhere near as good, so I, there's no point me having a say other than no. just to be stubborn, right? And I'm many things, um, but I'm actually not that stubborn. Including and so. <laughs> And so, and so, uh, and so, um, and anyone who says I am, I'll, I'll argue with them for hours about that. Um, but my, my grand input is basically walking downstairs to go to the door to get the delivery and bringing it upstairs and unboxing it and everything else is done basically for me. So <laughs> I, I guess my point is that if we were to have a nautical theme in any room in our house, I wouldn't know anything about it until it happened. Right. Okay. Until you're wearing bell bottoms and a, and a, and a Breton stripe. <laughs> And a little sales yeah. hat. <laughs> and a hat, yeah, exactly. The, um, um, so so I, I what, did, what, I, other, what other purchases are you going to make for this nautical well, theme, do you think? Well, I mean, I think the diving helmet is my, my coup de grace, my, my finishing blow, so to speak, I think. And, Where are you going to put it? On your head? I don't know. If I sort of hang it off the wall, if I get angry, I can sort of just jam my head into it and have a little scream for a bit, I suppose. No, buy four of them, and anyone who goes in that room has to wear one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's a, that's a lovely touch. But I think, um, yeah, but, but but now I've got this kind of weird relationship with this man on eBay who sells these um, impressions, these the, the, these little kind of um, emblems that you can stick on your wall about ships. And he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's ex, he was a chippy on uh, a ship, I think. Um, and he keeps on trying to sort of email going, I've got loads of stuff, mate. Yeah, I used to serve on this ship and this ship and this ship. I think he's just a bit lonely, bless him. I think he's, a, he's, he's almost certainly a thief. I pretend a thief. Should I pretend yeah. that I was in the navy for a friendship yeah. reasons? Yeah, you should actually. I think you should. No, yeah. just say you're in the SBS. I mean, you might as well go the whole way. Right. Okay. What's that one? The finest British well, like sailors. The, it's the, no, it's the special. It's the, <laughs> super boat soldiers. It stands for super boat soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I? Can I? Um, can I just drag you away from nautical matters? Right, um, to land. Yeah, onto, onto dry land, mm. because it's not every week we promise a chimpanzee war. Right. Um, but I have to say, and hang on a minute, I've got to find... Right, so it's Ali Darlow got in touch with this. Now, you know it's a special email, when it doesn't even go in the email section. It goes in the main <laughs> part of the show because it's so good. But Great. Ali, bless him. God bless him. God Hello bless to you, soul. Ali. He emailed uh, hello at lukeandpeacher.com because he found evidence, like good evidence, that mm. in the 70s there was a <laughs> – I can't remember to say this, but I promise you it's true. <laughs> there was a war, an actual war, between rival chimpanzee clans that went on for over four years. I like it. Right? I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the great thing about it is the Wikipedia page. Now, if you're as sad as me or you've presented a show like this as long as I have, mm. you'll know from using Wikipedia that when there's a Wikipedia article about a war or a battle, you know, you know Wikipedia articles have the same formats, right? Mm. So, so for example, if it's a football player, it'll be the list of teams they played for, yes. how old they are, what position they played. Even well, if the war... 
even if I've not, like, you know that bloke from the Only Ways Essex who started playing for Mark Wright. Uh, Mark yeah. Wright started playing for a, um, a Crawley Town or something. He started playing for a team anyway. Yeah, he's at Crawley. And, yeah, he played for me the other day. Yeah, even though he just looks like he had a terrible start as well. Um, he yeah. uh, he's obviously a, 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 a celebrity, but somebody's clearly gone back and put his footballing career in. So he's listed as a footballer, even though that's not the reason why everybody knows who he is. If that makes sense. Yeah, so he gets a little section because he's, yeah. he's he's effectively become a professional football player, right? <laughs> so 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 the Wikipedia format for articles on Wikipedia about wars, mm. they have a little box the same way. So they've got a box for this one. It says the Gombe Chimpanzee War date <laughs> January twenty second, nineteen seventy four to June the fifth, nineteen seventy eight. Nice location. Gombe Stream National Park, Tanzania. Result: decisive Kasakala victory. Right, <laughs> the Kahama chimpanzees and the Kasakala chimpanzees went to war for four years. Okay, the commanders and leaders. So, for example, right, if you were to type in to Wikipedia, um, I don't know, say like the Vietnam War, right? Mm. You bring it up, you bring up the page, and it will say um, belligerence. And on one side, it'll have North Vietnam, mm. the Viet Cong, the Khmer Rouge the Soviet Union, North Korea, and on the other side, it'll have South Vietnam, United States, South Korea, Australia. Do you, know what I mean? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. For this one, for this one, belligerence, right? Kahama chimpanzees, Kasakala chimpanzees, Vietnam War commanders, Ho Chi Minh, um, John F. Kennedy, Lyndon B. Johnson, et cetera, et cetera, mm. right? The chimpanzee war commanders and leaders. On one side, Hugh and Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, Fegan. F-I-G-A-N. Basically, the reason this is so, I mean, it's frivolous and it is quite funny, but I mean, you know, death of animals isn't really that funny. We'll have that lot on our backs. Right, they're all I mean, come this. on. Yeah, but the thing was, no one knew chimpanzees could even, um, would even behave like this. So there's a lady who, um, who was looking after these or, or monitoring these um, these chimpanzees uh, called Jane Goodall, who who started to notice yeah, Jane, that the communities started... Jane, chim- Jane Goodall's... I've got a tattoo in the back of my leg that is uh, taken from the back of a Jane Goodall book. She's a famous um, oh, right. uh, chimpanzee not expert. She At the zoo, I, rem- I remember this this story, and it, and it is... And, and you're probably going to come to say it, but it is the only instance or example of animals at war. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah. It's crazy. So, so she 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 saw these these groups starting to splinter, mm. and a party of six adult chimps on one side isolated another one from the other side and killed him. And then there was like a retaliation, and then they um, they started doing things like celebrating quite boisterously when they had caused a a kill, basically. And mm. the whole thing went on for years until one until basically the Kahama chimps. Um, were defeated by the Kasakala chimps. The Kahama chimps lost 10 chimpanzees. I think only one of them survived. And then on the other side, they only lost one chimpanzee and that, and that clan became the dominant clan. Um, but it's, it's, it's essentially um, the first time a naturally occurring war between chimpanzees, as you said, has happened. At the time, no one believed them. She got a lot, she got a lot of stick for apparently uh, excessive anthropology Pomorphism, so essentially attributing human characteristics to chimpanzees. But later mm. on, I think actually more recently in 2018, um, there was a study done where um, it can you know see it can be repeated a, a, a consequence of like power struggles between high-ranking chimpanzees um, around um, things like a scarcity in in um, female chimpanzees, mm. for example. 
can cause this to happen. I just thought, I just thought to myself, do you know what? This is amazing because when I woke up this week, I'd say on Monday, I didn't think I would read about a chimp war. <laughs> and, I've, and I have done. And That's, it's, and it's, you know, it's great. Barely. It's great to know it happened. It's a horrible <laughs> thing, but it's great to know it happened. What, how do I, you react to it, Pete? What's your commentary on it? Well, I just hope that uh, Goodall gets her time in the dock at The Hague for enabling such <laughs> terrible things to have happened. Just watch. That's probably libelous. Why? Chimp war, mate. Can't, can't she, allow a chimp war to happen. She's 86 years old now. A bit of respect. Well, I hope she makes her case very soon because. Can't yeah. libel the deceased. Um, well, well, having... I thought. I thought that. Um, I mean, joking aside, I thought that um, um, ants waged war on each other. I thought that was got quite well known. It was just humans and ants that did it. No, oh, maybe it was just. Uh, I thought it was just like animals, like big old. Like I don't know what you would classify an animal, but what's your cut off for an animal though? What do you go? How mouse, low do you go? A mouse is clearly animal? a fucking mouse, isn't it, mate? It's this. <laughs> anything smaller than a mouse, not an animal no more. Scorpion. Yeah. They're not expressive enough. If they've, if you haven't got eyebrows, not interested. <laughs> it should be eyebrows, I think. Yeah. But I, think I, don't, I don't know of any other animals that have got eyebrows. Hello at lukeandpeach.com. We've got an email in. Your list of animals that have got eyebrows. But yeah. there's nowhere a mouse has got eyebrows, mate, unless you watch it in a cartoon. Yeah, they've got eyebrows. Or eyelashes, anyway. Sorry, eyelashes. Little little, okay. little kind of fibres to stop the um, grit going in their eye. So if, you're eye, if you've got eyelashes, you're um, an animal officially. Yeah. Um, and so, for example, good news if you're a camel. Listen to this because <laughs> yes. famous for their uh, for their eyelashes. Good news. Good news for you. Mm. Um, others, you're gonna have to wait and see. I'm afraid. Make mm. your case. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. <laughs> did you um, did, uh, moving away slightly from uh, chimpanzee war? Um, uh, did you see? Uh, it's something we've been trying to talk about uh, over the past few weeks, but we, we didn't get round to it. Adobe Flash, Luke. Are you missing Adobe Flash? Is it upsetting you that you can't get Adobe Flash anymore? Um, Well, it it, it was a web technology that allowed you to play video games. Roberto Baggio, uh, Magical Kicks being a very good example from from the Football Rumble law from back in the day. Um, Yeah, any video game you used to play back in the day, the the Baggio, 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 Baggio dance. Uh, Remember that song? Any song with an animation. Well, discontinued it, have they? Uh, yeah, it had a lot of. It was very memory intensive. It wasn't particularly um, light What's on replaced its feet. It, Pete? Uh, well, fuck. Well, HTML5, mate. But uh, but right. you cannot easily. Uh, well, you can, but you you can't easily convert uh, Flash into uh, into into HTML5 HTML5 very easily. Um, but HTML5 is a lot easier to use. It's open source. It's not protected by Adobe. Uh, and yeah, everybody. It all started with Google not allowing uh, Adobe Flash onto the browser. But it's meant certain things that run on Adobe Flash, such as um, the some of the kind of um, uh, scheduling scheduling uh, software in China. Some railroads in China shut down because Adobe Flash, a couple months ago, well, probably a month ago now, because uh, Adobe Flash stopped working. Um, yeah, the railroads yeah. stopped working in China because knew, nobody knew where the trains were. Nobody knew where they were going. Nobody knew where they were ending up. It wasn't, they weren't never at risk huh. of crashing, but they just didn't really sort of know what was happening. The, 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 I don't the... want to be stereotypical here, but I don't, China's the last place I thought that would happen in. Well, you did. They'll be very good at that kind of stuff. Sort well, of you would sort think of that they would out. use. You'd think that they would use. Um, I mean, I guess they use a lot of pirated software, so that kind of works. Uh, but it, it just it just made me laugh that the entirety of uh, some uh, local railroads in China <laughs> broke down. Why have they not of, upgraded, Pete? They just, they just they press that remind me tomorrow button over over and over again. Oh, mate, do you want to try it tonight? 
Well, make sure you connect it to a power source. Never going to happen, mate. Don't be a dickhead. Stop putting this on me. <laughs> that's, that's the thing about Apple, isn't it? And speaking of, I know it's different to Adobe, but speaking of that, you're absolutely right. You get a little pop-up and mm. it says, We've got to do some shit to your computer. Don't know yeah. what, not, we're not going to tell you what it is. No. It's, it's going to be disconcertingly it's, vague. It's, pro- it's, it's probably going to um, mean that your, your sound card's not going to work anymore, but don't worry yeah. about that. That's to, that's tomorrow, mate. That's tomorrow's Oi. problem. <laughs> also, Eddie Murphy gif alert. Can't have a problem with your sound card, but you don't know what a sound card is. Ah, that wasn't and, Eddie Murphy. Anyway, that was just a dude. So it comes up and it says... Um, yeah, do it. Do you want to do it now? Well, yeah. I don't want to do it now. I'm in the don't middle of something, it. obviously. Yeah. yeah. If I've got my computer open, by definition, I'm in the middle of something. Exactly. And yes, yeah. it might just be an episode of fucking Rick Stein, but I'm in the <laughs> middle of something. As you rightly say, not do it tonight because it means I've got to plug the laptop in. That's no. not happening. Secondly, do you want to do it tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow's fine. They've done that for months. Yeah. And now their whole network's gone down. And now they've got a little boy sweeping up in an abandoned nightclub singing, tomorrow never comes. (laughs) I gave up yesterday, Uh, but they still want more. Speaking of um, Apple in China, I heard, I don't know if this is true, you'll be able to tell me, that there were were like um, pirated Apple shops in some parts of China, Apple stores, Mm. that are so good that you would never know they weren't real. Yeah, they look very. They look quite charming, didn't they? Yeah, you see. I mean, you see a lot of counterfeit goods in, in China. Half their beer is counterfeit, for fuck's sake. Um, right. And uh, their the, their creativity knows no bounds. I like it. I'm into it. They they just started a um, uh, Steam. You know, Steam, the, the thing on your PC that allows you to play video games. Yeah. It's like a big. It's owned by a Valve. Who yeah, I play Half-Life. Civilization uh, Six on it, brother. There you go. Um, there, it's, it's, obviously there are. Fucking hundred thousand games on that thing. Like just so many games. Um, it, <laughs> uh, Steam launched in China, which is probably through the company Tencent, who work with like every major publisher on getting their shit out on in in China. Um, and uh, there's like there's like twenty three fucking games available uh, because <laughs> because there is a very stringent, um, sometimes non existing, but but a very stringent kind of game. Uh, you, you have to be uh, pro China. You can't say certain things. You can't do certain things. Oh, kind right. of sex, so kind of violence, basically. kind of this, kind of that in it. It's got to be. It's got to have this in there. It's got to be that. It's got to be this kind of company. And all of these games have to be checked. And I think out of like the hundred thousand that Steam have in in this country and in the US and Germany and all those places. Um, China, obviously, there are like 26 games or something like that. It's an incredibly cut-down experience, and some of them are just aren't even bloody games to start with. Do you reckon, I, do you reckon people it. in China will be able to get, get hold of this show? Uh, not unless they're through a VPN. I imagine we're probably persona non grata. They've probably got their own Luke and Pete show there. Probably got their own Luke and Pete show. <laughs> And I'd like to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Let's have a quick break, Peter. When we come back, we'll do some emails that aren't about chimpanzees. Stakhanov's brand new show, My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson, is available to listen to now. Clive will be quizzing some of the world's most interesting celebrities, including Griff Rees-Jones and Shappy Sandy, about their own personal Seven Wonders of the World. Join Clive and his first guest, Dara O'Brien. Dara talks to Clive about his love for the Irish sport hurling and some of the extra benefits that come with owning a hurley stick. 
It's just pleasant to have a big stick in the house every so often. For home security, it's always nice to know that I have an arsenal uh, if I need it. I'll bear that in mind if I'm tempted to burgle your house in the middle of the night. Just do it. Honestly, that's how I stand. I stand naked with my Irish testicles dangling, <laughs> challenging people. They discuss finding humour in quantum physics. It's like saying, is the cat dead or not? Would you, somebody just open the box? Would somebody just open the box? <laughs> And discovering new passions during lockdown. Lockdown ran a schism, essentially, between the young comics who immediately went, I must learn new skills. I must learn video editing of TikTok. And I must find new ways to bring my comedy to people. And the older comics went, your retirement will be all right, actually. <laughs> in the guy. <laughs> Turns out, you know, it's, okay. it's not too bad. Search My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson on your favourite podcast player to hear the first episode now. We're back with Luke and Pete Shaw, and if you'd like to get to with the show, <laughs> it's uh, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Our Twitter is at lukeandpeteshow, and our Instagram is also, strangely enough, lukeandpeteshow. There we go. Yeah, and, and I think um, I should point out, because something that we forgot to mention on Monday, so we'll both be in trouble with that for this. Right. Um, the show comes out a little bit later on Monday at the moment because I've got a couple of unmovable appointments, so we can't Ooh. record till later in the evening. So apologies for that. Yeah, I am. The best thing you can do, though, to make sure you never miss an episode is if you've stumbled upon this show and you're only listening to the odd one, hit that subscribe button because that means you won't miss uh, an episode. Mm. And you can also um, leave us a five-star review as well wherever you get your podcast. Um, yeah, emails. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com is the email address, as Pete has already said. I wanted to drop this one in from Aidan uh, in Belfast. Who? Um, and by the way, do let us know where you're from when you email in, because it's always nice to hear what different parts of the world people are in. Um, I've never been to Belfast, but I'd like to go. It looks amazing. Um, but Aidan says this. Um, Hi, guys. I'm a big fan of the show. It helps me get through my boring Monday job at Tesco each week. After listening, um, though, to Monday's show on dad behavior, uh, meeting seven out of seven of the behaviors you've listed, I think this is last Monday when we talked about different dad behaviors, mm. Aiden says he's come to the conclusion that his mum is actually his dad. He says, my mum actually embodies all of these behaviours. I'll need to have a serious conversation with her when I'm home. Keep up the great work. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Aiden. So his, his mum has these dad behaviours. So maybe we've been a bit sexist. Maybe we should have made it kind of overall parent behaviour than just dad behaviour. Yeah, but I mean, I th but I think dads are um, obsessed with details. Don't think about the big picture. Mums just get um, shit done, in my experience. And mums, um, yeah, and mums get shit done. So, yes, I completely agree. So there are mum behaviours. Uh, my mums, in my opinion, or certainly in my experience, the mums I have access to uh, give. Uh, they, they're, they're very. <laughs> How many mums do you have access to? <laughs> they're very cutthroat about the things they'll throw on the bin. That's a mum behaviour for me. They are not nostalgic. Yeah, I agree. They are not totally. Um, they're, they're not tied to anything. If they don't like something, get that, get that out there, Mark. Get that out there. There was a, a Valentine's Day. There was a card that was always used to be under the stairs in our home in Hartlepool. Big fucking card, like the size of like half a door, massive thing. Like well, a greetings um, card. Yeah, big greetings card in a big cardboard uh, envelope. <laughs> and, and this what, thing was, it was blank. This thing was bought in the 70s and it was a Valentine's Day card. And when you open it up, this big, very 70s looking cartoon of a man opens his arm and says, I love you this much because the card's really big. 
And every year, my dad gets it down from the loft and just puts a bit of paper over it saying, happy Valentine's Day, you know, 2021 or whatever. And he did it again this, quite this weekend. Yeah, they threw my A-level art stuff away. They... <laughs> what grade did you get? Uh, that's not important. But they threw all of my lovely artwork <laughs> away, um, needlessly in my opinion. So I, I'm just saying that my mum will happily keep that, but she'll throw yeah. trinkets and, and odds and sods that, that, that I own in the bin. Yeah. So my mum, my mum would also like she would sneak things into my car when I was down visiting her for the weekend. Well, like so sugar. That she'd get it out of her house. <laughs> yeah, no. So she could get it out of her house and get it up to my house. <laughs> so for example, it wouldn't even be stuff that was mine. It just be like stuff that she would quote unquote, I thought you'd like it. And I would, I my point to her like would be, it. my point to her would be, my house, I live in London, my house is a third of the size of yours. Why are you giving me junk to yeah. take back to my own house? But you're right, mate. You tapped into something there. Mums are totally ruthless about that kind of stuff, right? Mm. Yeah. No, so they, that's they, they probably just where care. the behavior differs. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, we got an email from Liam McLaughlin. Hello, Liam. Um, Good morning, the Luke and the Pete. After hearing recently the episode with the gentleman meeting the fake Michael Jackson and then meeting the um, sweet oh, yeah. and wonderful Anthea Turner. After seeing her training yeah. on social media for all the wrong reasons, um, yeah, she, all that good work of having oh, a good image done? wiped after a day's work on social media. She, um, so, so, so Liam maybe thinks that she heard the recent podcast and wanted to be in the limelight once again. Um, oh, right. She, she basically tweeted a... A cart, like one of those really, again, very dad's WhatsApp, dad's app, uh, kind of uh, yeah. forward, poor quality, forward, yeah, JPEG. Poor quality JPEG, um, a video of an Indian man doing a shit sketch about nothing, um, just, just, right. just all that stuff, um, like a woman shopping in, like, um, in a supermarket, but the, the the payoff is that she's got quite large breasts, yes, with nipples, always drawn in nipples by someone who's forwarded it down the thing who didn't think the picture was sexy enough, so they have to draw the nipples yeah. on for some reason, uh, yeah. obsessed. That Weirdly obsessed with nipples, um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that sort of thing. She uh, she she posted a Twitter picture of a overweight woman on a disability scooter and uh, accessibility right. scooter rather, and she um, had a a big McDonald's, and she, I think she had a burger in her hand, and she was shouting, and she was wearing a mask, and she was shouting at someone not wearing a mask, going, "How dare you! Uh, how dare you um, risk my health?" not wearing a mask and she's obese right. and she's got an accessibility scooter and she eats McDonald's all the time. Um, I mean, basic dad's WhatsApp stuff. Basic What's the point stuff. of this? Well, I think the the, the tenor of, of Anthea Turner ex blue pretty percenters uh, argument was so that she doesn't want to be wearing a mask. She does. She, yeah. She, the, yeah, basically. Okay. She's saying that the, the, that uh, masks, um, you know, she's the, the person is only risking itself. This this cartoon person How doesn't fucking exist. How mad is it? Anthea just come out of the wood, come out of the woodwork as soon as we mention her. I know, right? Yeah, very weird. After I said that she was lovely as well. Well, clearly, yeah, I wasn't in an in an accessibility scooter and I wasn't overweight. <laughs> well, she probably made a mistake. Like I'm sure she just said, "I'm oh, sorry about that." Is it that bad? It's quite bad, I guess. But is it that bad? Or are we in that realm of things where we just go mental about everything now because it's cancel, 2021? Cancel, cancel, get her on the fire, <laughs> get her on the fire. <laughs> we don't need the water. Let that motherfucker burn. <laughs> uh, who All did right, that song enough, originally? 
Now, I'm not sure. I know the Bloodhound Gang did a version of like the roof is on fire, but then there was like a kind of like a, a new, like a metal version of it. Who did that song first? I'm sure we'll get loads of emails about it. Just give us a tweet. First person, yeah. give us a tweet. Let us know <laughs> where that song came from because it's the sort of thing. Oi, yeah. Give us a tweet. Give Nat a will tweet, read it. Mate. She'll put it in the running order. We haven't got to do any work. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the sweet spot right there. That's the um, deal. Natalie's um, the producer I, we have I, access to. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I don't have any. I mean, I, I, I might be missing the point here, and it might just be the fact that you've poorly explained it. Um, right. But I don't have any animosity towards Antia Turner because she just made no, a mistake on Twitter. Yeah. No, but she posted it. She probably and, said sorry and... after. No, she didn't. She doubled down. Uh, which oh, I did she? Fair enough. Oh, that's yes. the way these days. That's, that's, a, that's a modern apology, though, isn't it? That is yeah, the modern oh, yeah. apology. Just do it until just just back yourself until something else rolls around. Until <laughs> yeah. until until uh, a fifty-year-old TV presenter breaks COVID restrictions to go and see her mum and dad. That's just wait until that happens. It's who fine. did that? I can't remember her name. She's on Britain's Got Talent. She went out with Neil Morrissey. No, not Neil Morrissey. Oh, Amanda Holden. 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 Um, but the thing the thing that's fascinating to me, and it will be fascinating to our listeners, mm. is that you can't name anything, right? But what you yeah. can do is do a really good potted summary of everything they've done. Yeah. Like, you, you, if you just attributed like a plus 1% of that brain power to just remembering their name, you'd save yourself so much time. No, it's like you. I let you through the doors of my mind palace. Each door, each doorway, mm. each room, the front room, what's in here? Britain's got talent. Ooh, Simon's looking a bit miserable. Who's that over yeah. there? She's tiny. She looks very fragile. She's like a little bird. Who How is can it? you tell what Simon Cowell looks like? He doesn't look like anything. He's <laughs> perfectly expressionless every time. Well, he's got his own room. He look, there's him and Gumby. <laughs> I want to um, I want to finish off today's show with this uh, email from Alan. Alan. Personally, uh, because he's called Alan. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone else has emailed in called Alan before. Um, but also because um, he claims to be the listener to this show living closest to a place called Cock Alley. Nice. Um, which apparently is in the Chesterfield area. He claims to live 4.3 miles from Cock Alley. Uh, on the corner of Kalo Lane, as you turn onto Cock Alley, is Ooh. a farm as well. And in the top corner of the farm are a couple of old sheds where a mechanic operates his small business. I've used Glynn's, brackets lovely bloke, built like a brick shit house. Um, and it's convenient for me to drop the car off and get picked up for work. So he goes to Glynn's <laughs> to use the mechanics. And he says, this is a niche piece of information that you might prove useful once you decide to go on a Grand Tour-style road trip across the British Isles to take in weirdly named places. Yeah. Uh, Cock Alley itself is nothing to write home about, just a long road, barely wide enough for two vehicles, bordered on both sides by large hedges and farmers' fields. If you live closer, and you can prove it on Google Maps, than 4.3 miles uh, from a place akin to the weirdly named Cock Alley, let us know. Nat did something on Instagram earlier this week or last week of all the weird named places in the UK, and Alan's got in touch and he wants to lay claim to Cock Alley. There was a, a there was a, a road right near me called Anchor Lane, spelt like wanker, just with a W missing, and that's nice. the closest I can come to anything like that, so to speak. Um, but if you can get closer than 4.3 miles, um, then do let us know. Hello at lukeandpeach.com. Alan's been in touch. He's emailed in. He lives close to Cock Alley. He just wanted to let us know about it and the mechanics on the on the edge of it. 
I like it. Can I can I add a little um, kind of uh, PS at the end of it, just because it's a, a very sweet story? Um, oh, I didn't read I mess- the PS. Yeah, carry, oh, like, carry on. <laughs> I messaged Alan said I messaged you from my Instagram, which is Dinosaurs in a Pub, which is a game I played with my son, who is now twelve, when he was little. As he suffers from learning difficulties, difficulties, he often uh, struggled with leaving home without something being in his hands. As he was obsessed with dinosaurs, aren't we all, around four or five, we took a few with us to a wedding and drunkenly took some photos of the dinosaurs to which he found highly amusing. We continued this little game for several years until he was old enough and aware enough uh, to not need them for comfort. However, as an in-joke within our small family, we decided, <laughs> he asked me, he decided, and we, he asked me to carry on taking them with me whenever I go to a pub or out for a meal. Whilst it's huh. a little harmless fun, I do get the occasional strange look from fellow patrons when I remove small plastic dinosaurs from my pocket to photograph next to a beer whilst on a night out the things you do for your kids entertainment i love that because it's just a man who's always got a couple of little pocket dinosaurs <laughs> did you yeah that's great dad behavior that's one of the best dad behaviors i've ever heard he's that's a dream lovely. dad is alan dream lives dinosaur daddy and he does that for his son good for him that's great and those dinosaurs positive are, way those dinosaurs are drinking show. away the nights yeah. before the comet clone comes. Yeah. They're not bothered. They're chilled out. They're having They're a They're the dinosaurs. They are the dinosaurs that Alan has access to. <laughs> God bless him for that. God bless yeah. him. Check out the Insta. Lovely. Um, right. We'll be back uh, on Monday, if that's all right with you, if we get through the uh, the weekend untarnished and undamaged. Um, I've been Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by uh, Luke Moore. Uh, we'll be back very soon. Get in touch. Hello at LukePeteShow.com. Have you got anything to add, Luke Moore? Uh, no, I haven't. Thank you very much for listening, as ever. Thank you very much to our wonderful producer, Natalie. Thank you very much to Stakhanov for having us as well. Go and check out other Stakhanov shows. Just type in Stakhanov wherever you get your podcasts, um, and there'll be one out there that you might like. Uh, thanks very much. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. All right, all right, all right. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.